What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to a very special Saturday edition of the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. What's going on, everybody? I am fucking pumped up today. It is Saturday, and it is Saturday. Fuck it, man. It's the end of the fucking work week. I hope you have a beer. I hope you're sitting down. I hope you're ready to just relax, chill out, nerd out with the Blazing Defender for a little bit, because we got a lot to talk about. I have been doing... um, Other things, Uh, you know, it was a a real goal for me to be affiliated on Twitch. I've accomplished that, and I was doing, I'm doing the, and still doing uh, the Game of Thrones show with Dennis Robinson from Twitch. Uh, We're having a lot of fun doing that, even though the fucking season hasn't been that good. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. We're going to hit on that uh, as well, but there's, uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on, and um, I, I just want to thank everybody that has been in the chat and made the chat lively. I really love that, man. You guys have been great for the throne show. But today, I'm excited because I get back to my roots, man. Comic books. Comic books are what got me started in this. Comic books are what I love. Comic books have blown the fuck up uh, in the last, what, 10 years. Uh, we set a record this year. They sold more comics than ever so uh that's really really good and that was kind of the my goal for the show was to get people back into the comic book shops uh i just i remember being a kid and my dad taking me and it was just it was fucking lovely man it was wonderful i just and i loved it i looked forward to it i did i did well in school just so i could fucking go to uh the comic book shop yeah it's pretty fucking sad and but anyway uh yeah but i love it and now they're more popular than ever with the movies and everything um so we're gonna get to that uh i want to get to that so guys just if you have not hit the subscribe button please hit the subscribe button i really appreciate if not just hit the notification button i just want you in the chat man uh but your subscription would be nice too i appreciate if you're a prime member then you get a free one. So if you would use that on me, it'd be fantastic. But enough of that shit. Uh, movie news. All right. I seen John Wick Thursday night. Spoiler free. We're, I'm going to talk about just briefly. Spoiler free. I will not spoil anything. I promise you. Uh, I usually try to wait a couple weeks before uh, I do the review show. And um, I believe uh, the nerd, one of the nerds from work podcast, Jason, he's going to be on. He's a huge John Wick fan, uh, as, I, as am I. This movie does not disappoint. I'm actually trying to decide if I like it better than John Wick 2. I fucking loved Wick 2. Uh, They dive more into the lore. 
we get more information on the high table, on the currency that they use, you know, those really cool gold coins. Uh, we get to, to, to see a lot more of that in this movie, which I totally love. And they amp up the violence big time. John is using very, very creative ways in killing people, which we all fucking love. Uh, and I have to admit, I was very disappointed when Halle Berry was cast. I just think she's a terrible actress. She's smoking hot, but you can't fucking act, lady. I'm sorry. I know you won an Oscar. And if you've ever seen her in Monsters Ball, watch five minutes of that movie. Just and you know what? Don't even do that to yourself. God, I wouldn't worship my own worst enemy. Just watch her in a few scenes. Just skim through. She's terrible. She's fucking terrible. And she won an Oscar. So anyway, uh, but I have to give her credit. She sold it, man. All the training at the gun range. I know how hard that shit is. She pulls it off. She does a fantastic job. Uh her acting still sucks, but man, her, her violence, you know, maybe that's what she should start doing. Just, you know, uh, acting in the theater of violence from now on, because she did a really fantastic job. Her dogs, which you've seen in the trailer. So that's not a spoiler. They are amazing. They're the stars of the fucking show stars of the show, man. I fucking love it. Uh, so yeah, John wick was fantastic. I totally, totally dig it. Please go see it. Watch for the review show coming soon. Uh, cause we're going to break, break down into it. It, not to say it didn't have its problems, it does, uh, but I know what I'm going for when I see a John Wick movie, and this does not disappoint it. It's one of the funnest times I've had this summer in, in the movies. I mean, Endgame and all that, I mean, like, those movies I'm invested in, this was just fucking fun. So, go see John Wick. Uh, Alright, the big news in the last couple days is... Uh, it, it, it fucking hurts me to even say this. Robert Pattinson is going to be our next Batman. He is going to portray Bruce Wayne in the Matt Reeves reboot of Batman. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, some people are really on board with this. Now, full disclosure, me and casting do not mix. What I mean by that is... I'm almost always wrong. I'm almost always wrong. When, when I don't like a casting, when I don't like a casting, I'm almost always wrong. So when I like a casting, I'm I'm usually pretty right. Like Helmsworth, Evans, um, Pattinson is a good actor. I'm optimistic. Okay. Uh, he who is Steve. All right. Welcome, Steve. Yeah. Um, you know, they say that. You need to, you, if you will... what you think his best movie is, please put it in the chat and I will watch it because that is something I watched the twilight movies because I had to, because my wife read the books. So, uh, and I didn't hate them. I didn't hate the twilight movies guys. I mean, I like vampires. Uh, what's up B what's happening, brother. Um, so yeah, so please put that Hugh and Steve in the chat. What movie you think I should watch to get me on board with his acting ability? Because I don't think he has any. Um, and, and and let me just say this. And again, always wrong. This dude's always wrong. But there is a physicality to the role of Batman. Which nobody has done better than Ben Affleck. Nobody. 
No one's going to look as good in the suit as Ben. No one's going to have the fucking jawline like Ben does in the suit. Okay, now, I know. Here, I hear the arguments already. Come, come, come on, come on, come on. I'm ready, I'm ready. No, people talk about Reeves. People talk about Keaton. You know, these were little bitty dudes that were playing these iconic heroes, these big guys. All right, guys. I, I give you that. Fucking Christopher Reeves, legend. Uh, again, wrong in the assumption that uh, Ma- Michael Keaton was going to be shit as Batman. I was wrong. I really enjoyed his Batman. Times have changed. There is a physicality to this role. The way action scenes and things are shot. These guys, that's the reason they put these guys on very, very heavy physical, uh, uh, physically demanding regimens to make them gain weight. So they do look muscular on screen because our heroes are muscular, man. Look, look, they're huge. All right. Um, and not saying he has to be huge, but the dude's like, what is he, 6'1? I think he's 140 pounds. I mean, it's ridiculous. All right. Even Wonder Woman, uh, Gail Gadot, she caught a ton of shit because she wasn't big enough. She put on a lot of weight. 15 pounds for a girl like her was a tremendous amount of weight, and it really projected on screen. Uh, and she was amazing. Told, you know, I was against that casting. Totally wrong. Again, I'm totally wrong. But I do believe there's a physicality to these roles. Uh, <laughs> maybe they'll put him on a nice dose of venom. Yes, that's what he's going to fucking need. And let me know where I can buy that shit, too. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. He's going to need fucking Venom, right? Uh, okay, uh, he who is Steve says, the, rovings, the Rover starring Guy Pierce, Pattinson co-stars, and is great. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I've actually heard of that. I really like Guy Pierce, so it won't, it won't pain me to watch that. Uh, and I hope I like it, and, and I hope I really like Pattinson. Uh, but again, there's a physicality. I don't think he can pull it off. But, uh, and I did, but and here's another thing. Here's another one I was wrong on. This is the big one to me. Hugh Jackman. I'll never fucking forget when they cast Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I lost my goddamn mind. Lost it. This dude is on Broadway singing fucking show tunes. He's 5'11". He's skinny as fuck. No way can he pull off the berserker. And holy shit. The dude will be Wolverine from fucking... I don't give a shit who they cast next. Hugh Jackman will always be fucking Wolverine. He'll be the best Wolverine. But he fucking got jacked for that role. The hair, the beard. He got fucking ripped. And he looked fantastic as Wolverine. So, uh, yeah... I'm going to check this movie out. Hopefully, Patton can snack. Um, again, I hope they get him on a lot of Venom. Uh, dude, Stephen Amell, the CW, was physical as heck. He did great, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I'm not arguing that. Uh, Stephen Amell is a fantastic... Uh, I, think he's a, I thought he was a great arrow. I would have liked to see him in the next level. Um, I, I, I like his acting. He was actually, he did an episode of Blue Mountain State, which if you've never watched Blue Mountain State, you really should. It's hilarious. Um, but he was actually in that, and he did a great job in that too. So I'm a big Amell fan. Again, there's a physicality to these roles that Stephen Amell embraced and brought to that Arrow role, right? 
So again, not saying it's these people that like bail and and another thing about bail, <clears throat> bail when he was cast as Batman by Christopher Nolan, he had just came from making The Machinist. If you never watched The Machinist, pat yourself on the back. You don't have to. Machinist is fucking terrible. But to watch that dude transform, he's an insomniac. He didn't sleep for like fucking years and his body was wrecked. I think he got down to like 78 pounds. Christian Bale's like 5'10". 78 fucking pounds. It's sickening to look at pictures of him. Just Google pictures of the machinists and Christian Bale. So Christopher Nolan loved him, but he said, dude, I need you. I need you bulky to pull off this. So you know what Bale did? He said, give me four months. They started shooting in six. Bale walked into that office at 78 pounds. When he came back to Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan on the first day of shooting, he weighed 220. 220. There's pictures of that on the internet as well. So, again, he embraced that physicality. Uh, now, again, he didn't look as good in the suit as Ben does. Ben's just a bigger dude. Uh, but, again, I'm an Aflac fan. I'm not a fan. I'm a Batflack fan. Uh, so, hey, Batman is one of my favorite characters. This is very, very close to me. This is why I think so many people are upset. Some people are very optimistic. I always want to err on the side of optimism, but I don't. <laughs> so, uh, but I am going to check out the rover. Thank you for that that recommendation. That's very, very, very cool. Okay, enough of sparkly Batman. All right, we hope it works out, right? We're all fans. All right, so uh, I want to bring this up really quick because it just happened this week. So I try to bring up the high points to everybody for the week but the writers for avengers endgame have uh and along with the directors the russo brothers have been very vocal about the movie uh even like you know coming to defense of some of the things that they did in the movie that some people apparently aren't liking if you haven't watched uh the meatheads d bowls in the motherfucking house what's up debo uh, getting ready to talk about uh, Endgame, a little bit about Endgame. Just got off Sparkly Batman, so you'll have to rewatch that, buddy. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, the directors have come out, you know, especially the Russo saying Cap, when he went back in time, was in an alternate timeline, okay? The screenwriter said, no, the, the rules are in the movie. There were two Caps in that timeline. One that was living his life with Peggy. The other was frozen in the ice. Okay. They um, estimate that he went back around 48. Okay. So that's where he reconnected with Peggy. Now, there's always been the question, and we did this on the Meatheads on Movies edition of our in-game review, which is on the Twitch channel. If you haven't watched it, please check it out. It's long. It's two hours, but we had a really great chat room and a lot of great questions. Uh, so check that out. Um, but so, you know, we were like, well, what happened to her husband? What happened to the two kids? So like Steve goes back. She never marries this dude. Well, I hope this dude had a fucking good life. Cause you did, you could have married fucking Haley Atwell and you didn't. So that sucks for you, but two kids. So did cap erase two kids? So the screenwriters have come out and said, no, you ready for this time travel, right? Cap was always her husband. So, in Winter Soldier, when he's on her bedside, 
and she's talking about her husband and it cap says he know he knew him he was always talking about himself now my co-host for the meatheads on movies big sam doesn't like it i do i do like it it makes sense okay peggy was obviously suffering from some type of dementia uh, whether it was Alzheimer's or what, whatever, like, cause you know, like she even looks at Cap and she was like, "Oh, Steve, you're back," and he was there the whole time. So something was obviously going on with her head, and Cap knew this, so he's just talking to her just to keep her, you know, keep her calm. So I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so Cap was always her husband. Now. I would really like to see some scenes where, where was he at when second Steve came around? Was he like, oh shit, I better get out of here. Or where was he at at the funeral? All right. Now, all that aside, time travel, right? Go fucking figure. There's two kids running around with super soldier serum in their veins. All right. Who the fuck are they? Where are they at? Are they badass? Are they not? I don't know. So, there's that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot of ways they can go with this. So, I thought it was pretty cool. Thought I'd bring that up in case you must you might have missed that, guys. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that. Um, Alright. So, as far as that goes, you know, Big Sam hates it. I like it. I think when you get in time travel... You really gotta, you really gotta watch what you do because people are going to pick shit apart. Now this does help. Now the other thing that we we got into on the Meatheads on Movie Review Show was Cap aging. I'm like, why did Cap get so fucking old? And I get it. He's the age he is now. He goes back in time. Now he's aged another seventy years. But my my host said that he didn't feel like. Cap's healing factor had been uh, really established in the movies. I disagree. He even says in First Avenger, he can't get drunk. Like, his metabolism is so fast now, he can't get drunk. So that's the reason, like, poisons and stuff like that doesn't hurt him. Now, you know, and it's going to slow his aging down, a la, like, Wolverine. Okay? Now, my other question is, look at Bucky. Now, Bucky, yes, Bucky was put on ice Every so often, but he acted as an assassin for a lot of those years, those 70 years. Even even the Black Widow talks about him being a fucking legend, but it couldn't be him because he would be this old. Well, Buck wasn't froze for fucking 70 years like Cap was. All right? So, there's that. Okay? So, there there was some explanation in the movies. I'm not sure why Cap looked like he was in his hundreds uh, so, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was a little strange, but you know, whatever, again, time travel, right? Uh, so yeah, that, you know, and, and I had this little image to put up and I haven't been putting up any images. I've just been fucking talking away. So yeah, there's a, oh, look at, look at Peggy. She's so in love. Come on, Cap, show some teeth, man. What's wrong with you, dude? All right. So, uh, we've got that, uh, out of the way. Now, if you haven't been watching the Game of Thrones review show, or actually it's kind of like an episode discussion show I've been doing with uh, Botched is Dennis Robinson. Uh, our last episode will be coming up soon, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Uh, you know, the last Thrones episode is Sunday. So <clears throat> this is what I have. 
Uh, I know people are fucking pissed. And granted, I am mad as well. So, I mean, but what are you going to do? And like, guys, let me just tell you something. These petitions, I love it that fans get fucking amped up. And, and like me, I, you know, I'm I, this, this Robert Pattinson thing is very close to my heart because I'm a fucking, I'm a Batman fan. I'm not going to start a petition. I'm not going to sign a petition. It's just silly. All right. It's just silly. Cause guess what? Like I've always been, you could be fucking wrong and let these people get, they get paid a lot of money to do what they do. Now, with the writers of Game of Thrones, you may not know this, so I thought I would I would bring it up. Uh, HBO basically told the writers, the showrunners of this um, season, that to do it right, money's no object. As many episodes as you need to fucking finish it up, they refused. So there is an article. It's on Blazing Defender Report on Facebook. If you want to check it out, it is on there. Uh, it's from Variety, I believe. So it's pretty legit. I don't know why they would do this. I know they are also going to be show running um, the Knights of the Old Republic for Disney and the new Star Wars movies, the new trilogies that are coming. So I know they're going to be involved in that. Maybe that's why they wanted to end this uh, season. From what I gather from a lot of the actors. The actors were glad the season was over because of all the locations they had to travel to and all the, the extreme weather conditions they had to uh, perform in. Uh, but, hey, you get paid a lot of fucking money. You know, I'm, I'm a firefighter. I go fight fires in fucking zero-degree weather or, or when there's a tornado around the corner. I've done it. Uh, I didn't go, man, fuck this. Let's get out of here. You know what I mean? There's a job to do, uh, and I don't get paid like they do, unfortunately. So um, I'm very – I'm disappointed. There's one episode left. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they can't save the season in one episode, but we'll see. But, um, yeah, I don't know, guys. It's it's one of those things. It's It was going to be a hard thing to do. And uh, it's like Endgame. Endgame was such a phenomenal feat of uh, cinema for what they accomplished in wrapping everything up and, and taking years of movies and, and, and tying them all up and giving character arcs their end and just phenomenal. Now, were there problems with it? Yeah, there were problems with it. Uh, but it's still fucking fantastic for what they accomplished. We were really hoping to get the same in Thrones, right? Doesn't look like that's going to happen. But please tune in. Uh, I'll be posting on the Blazing Defender uh, Facebook page and Instagram pages on when we're going to be doing the final episode discussion show. So you, you guys are going to want to see that. Um, but again, guys, reason I was excited today to do the show is comic books. Comic books are what I love. Comic books are what, what got me into podcasting because, I'll be honest, there was a lot of comic book shows out there that I didn't like. And they love everything. Kevin Smith. Jesus Christ, Kevin Smith. Just fucking say you don't like something. You know, not everything has to make a grown man cry. And it's funny because I do listen to his show sometimes. I just can't really stand anymore. Mark Bernard and I just, I can't stand Mark Bernard anymore. And Kevin just, he got no balls. Like, he lost all that weight and his balls went with it, I guess. I guess he had really fat balls because now they're fucking, they're gone. Maybe he never had them. I don't know. But it's like, I could tell when he doesn't like something, but he'll never say it. Because in the position he's in, if he says something to piss somebody off, he might not get to direct an episode of Supergirl. Or whatever. Or Martin, he won't be able to do a cameo in something. I don't know. But, you know, as a podcaster, I feel like 
you uh, you know, I need to be honest. And if something is shit, it's shit. I'm a fan. I want it all to be fucking good. I want it to be all so good. And when it's not, it's just fucking not. And I'm not going to say it is. So in saying that, <clears throat> uh, Tom King's Batman has really caught some shit. Um, I, it's like this. You either really like what Tom King does or you don't. And I get it. He is a long game writer. And I did I did post an article from comicbook.com with him discussing his run on Batman up till now and how Bane has been a part of it since the very first issue. It really makes a lot of sense. If you're confused or a little put back, kind of like I was, there has been some crossover events that have jumped into Batman that have really kind of slowed this story down. It has picked up in the last couple. This issue is a very good issue. We're finally getting to the meat of the final act, I believe, between Bane, Thomas Wayne, Batman's dad from Flashline time, time, uh, Timeline, and uh, Batman. <clears throat> so what happens is Batman has basically burnt bridges with Gordon. Bane, in a nutshell, has broke Batman again. Not physically like he did the first time when he broke his back, but mentally and emotionally has wrecked Bruce. Bruce has been on a fucking war path. He hasn't been thinking straight. And he's basically turned Gordon against him, which is his, was his greatest ally outside of the Super Friends. And uh, so, but but in this episode, he does call he does call everybody to arms, which is unusual for Bruce because he usually handles shit himself. And you would be surprised on the people that answered the call and some that didn't answer the call. I was very surprised with some of this. I don't want to spoil anything for you in case you haven't read it. It's a very very good issue. Uh, and again, Bane kind of turns the tables on Bruce without even being in the room. And what I love about what they've done with Bane is, you know, Bane is this, like, he may be the greatest mastermind of all the Batman rogues. Like, he's Batman level himself. His mind is his greatest weapon. Yeah, he's got Venom. He can stand toe-to-toe with a lot of tough dudes, even Batman, right? But he's his brain, his that's what makes him so difficult to beat. And looking back on how Bane has orchestrated even the wedding uh, between Selena and Bruce, I mean, it's very, very good. It's very, very well written. We've taken a long time to get here. And there are some timeline issues that I won't get into on this show. Maybe after it's all wrapped up, uh, I'll, I'll discuss it. But uh, it, all in all, it's been very, very, very good now that we're getting into this. Now, the big question is about Thomas Wayne. Like, how did Thomas Wayne get into this timeline? Because the last time we see him is in the button, uh, which is, and I just want to show you, this is uh, Mikkel uh, uh, Mayan's uh, artwork. It's fucking gorgeous. Uh, now, there are two different timelines going on in this issue, so there is another artist doing the other stuff, the Bane Batman stuff, but uh, this was so beautifully done, and that's, these, are, these are some of the uh, Robins and Batgirls that have answered the call, the, the you know, Batman International, if you will, um, so and they're going, in this shot right here, they are going 
to go to Arkham and take it back from Bane because Batman has convinced them that Arkham is the headquarters of Bane's. And this is where all the inmates, have, he's let them out, and we got to shut it down. We're taking Gotham back tonight. They get to Arkham, and they're like, uh, what are you guys doing here? So then Batwoman hacks the servers, finds out that no inmates have escaped. Bane is comatose, which we see scenes with Bane, so I'm not sure how they're, they're, they're doing that, but it's all part of Bane's plan. So Batman, this is, this is one of the, the toughest spots I've seen Batman in. Like as far as, is he going, how's he get out of this? And there's a very uh, poignant conversation with him and Alfred and Alfred even grabs Bruce and tells him, Bane's broken you again. So when it comes from Alfred, it's very, very powerful. Very good issue. I give it an eight and a half. Uh, I, again, I'm a Tom King fan. Um, I'm, not saying, I, I'm not saying that I love everything Tom King does. Uh, but for the most part, I understand his writing. I knew this was going to be a long, long, long game. I didn't realize it was going to be from issue one long because we're in 71 now. It's a long story to tell. But he has crafted it very well. And and he has said the end of this arc, this story arc, the next 25 issues are going to redefine the character for generations to come. So that's, I mean, wow, that's some heavy shit right there. So I'm very, very curious to see what King has going for Batman Forward. Uh, all right, man. The next one is a rare appearance by the blind lawyer Daredevil. Like, I don't know if I've ever reviewed a, a Daredevil comic on this show. But the reason I am... Um, all right. The the second, gen, the second gen goose. What's your opinion on Robert Pattinson playing Batman? Like, just like mutual, a little late to the stream. Yeah, man, you are. What the hell? No, uh, I did talk about this at length. But very, very briefly, what I'll say is, uh, and here, I'll just go ahead. Since since you're new to the stream, man, I'm going to hook you up, bro. I'm going to hook you up. All right. Um, this is the image I had a minute ago anyway. All right. So this is my thing in a nutshell. Very, very quickly, because I did, I did talk about this at length in the beginning of the stream. Um, I don't like it, but in full transparency, I'm always wrong on casting. Uh, Hugh Jackman, I thought was a joke as Wolverine. The dude sings show tunes. He's 5'11". He's 150 pounds. He'll never pull off the Berserker. And he did. He'll always be fucking Wolverine. Uh, Gail Gadot. I didn't like Gail Gadot's casting. She was amazing. Um, now, I'm a, big, I'm a Ben Affleck Batman fan. So, I just the way he looks in the suit is fucking right out of the goddamn comic books for me. This cat here... Uh, I think he's like 6'1", and he can't be 160 pounds. Like, he just can't be. I'm, I, I looked at pictures. There's, if he was 150 pounds, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm, I'm really being generous by giving him another 10 pounds. Now, there is a physicality to these roles. Now, I know what people are going to say. Michael Keaton, uh, you know, all these people that were little dudes. Christian Bale was kind of a little dude, even though he did get pretty big to play Batman. Um you know, but there is a physicality now. Look at Cavill. Look at uh, look at look at Affleck. Look at Chris Evans. Look at Helmsworth. I mean, all these guys have a physicality to them. 
to make the role, to make the look believable, especially in the suit. Okay, like I keep seeing all these artist renderings of him in the mask. I really wish they would quit doing that because it looks like shit, I think. So I just hope I'm wrong. Uh, he who is Steve, um, he even said there was a movie that he would like, uh, like uh, he a movie that he thought that I would see Pattinson's acting ability and it's The Rover starring, star, starring Guy Pierce. So I'm going to check that out because, you know, maybe the Duke can act. I literally have only seen him in fucking Twilight's. That's all I've seen him in, um, and it was okay. I mean, he didn't blow any doors off anybody, um, so I'm curious. I'm very curious on what he can do. I'm a huge Batman fan. Like, he's my second right behind Cap, one right above Thor. So, I mean, this is very close to me, and I'm very upset. I liked uh, Aaron Johnson better myself. That's who I would have liked to have seen got the part he definitely has the physicality part down. Um, you know, acting chops, he's not bad. I don't think I don't think he's done a bad job. He's the guy from um Kick Ass. Uh he's done other things too, but he was in Kick Ass. So I thought that he, he he since he's gotten older and he has gotten bigger and more jacked, I think he looks definitely more the Bruce Wayne Batman part. But we'll see, man. Fingers fucking crossed. I mean, And Matt Reeves has a fantastic record of movies. So I'm really, really trusting in Matt Reeves. If Matt Reeves said the dude can do it, who am I to say he can't? I'm just saying I really like the physicality that actors present or portray, I should say, on screen. And maybe, and uh, I think he who is Steve even said, uh, maybe they'll give him a nice dose of venom. So I thought that was pretty funny because that's exactly what he's going to fucking need is a big dose of venom. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I stand on the patents and stuff. And I'm sure there'll be more to come, uh, as we get, as we get more and we'll get set photos and all that shit. And I can shit on them on the show. So please join in. Uh, all right, back to daredevil, man. This has been a very, very good run. This is our Zardaski cat. He can fucking write, guys. He can fucking write. I know a lot of people were upset when he came on the, this new edition of uh, this new series of Daredevil. But man, it's been really good. And in a nutshell, Daredevil has killed somebody. Accidentally, he killed someone. Not saying the dude was innocent, but he killed someone. And this is really, really weighing heavy on Daredevil. The police are after him. Uh, everybody's basically after him. He has a run-in with some people trying to take him down. Daredevil is not old Daredevil. He's still recovering from injuries from the last series, which really tore him up pretty good. And uh, the Heroes for Hire kind of intervene. And that leads him to believe that, um, that he is not... Maybe he's not the hero they thought he was. And, and it's very, I'm very interested to see if he remains Daredevil after this. Um, you know, he's a good Catholic boy. He tries to be. And it, this is really weighing heavy on his soul because he even tells the heroes for hire. The heroes for hire, he thought they were there to take him in. Like, they thought they were there to take him into the fucking cops because he's wanted for murder. And they're like, uh... Nah, dude. Like Luke Cage is like, nah, bro. We ain't we ain't try to do that to you. What we do, that shit happens. Like 
that happens. And you didn't mean to. It's just what, what happens when our line of work. Fucking Daredevil loses his mind. Like, he's like, you're murderers. You're all murderers. And they're like, well, you know, yeah, you are too. Join the fucking crowd. So basically, he takes off, uh, gets out of a window, takes off, goes and sees a priest. And the best part, guys, and you're going to love this, especially uh, long-time fans of the show, you know how I feel about Spider-Man. I'm just not a great big fan. I think he's good. I think he's cool. He's got a great look. I think he's funny. He's just not one of my favorites. He has a fucking awesome cameo in this issue. He basically shows up to Matt's flat and tells him, you're done. You're done, son. Give me your fucking mask. I'm putting you on the bench. And if you come out, I'm taking you in. It was a very non-Peter Parker-like. There were no jokes. It was very hard. Like, I'm your friend, and you're going to do what I'm fucking telling you to do because it's for your own good. It was awesome. Like, I loved it. It's like one of my favorite Spider-Man moments. That's how awesome it was. And Bruce is like, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Matt's like, Pulls his mask off like here, dude. Like here. And and Peter never looked at who he was. He said, I don't care who you are, but you're done. Now I'm watching you. So I thought it was really, really cool, man. It's uh been fucking this has been a great, great run by Zardaski. Zardaski is also writing the Invaders, which is the uh World War uh uh two uh, team with Namor, Cap, the original Human Torch, Bucky. And it has been fantastic. I love it. I love the Invaders. So when I heard Zardaski was actually on this Daredevil run, and all the chat was like, dude, you need to be re- reading Daredevil. You need to be reading Daredevil. So I picked it up, and I have not been disappointed. So the chat, again, you're right, as usual. And uh, Second Gen Goose, yeah, brother. I know exactly who you are now. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in live. Uh, all right, guys, the next one I've got, I, I really can't, if you're not already reading Justice League, do not start because of what I'm about to say, but this has been really, really good, and if you're a Marvel fan of the cosmic stuff, what I mean by that is like Galactus, the Watcher, Thanos, the Infinity Stones, the Inbetweener, the Beyonder, if those words, if you didn't understand a fucking word I just said, then forget this, forget what I'm about to say. But DC has kind of created a new, like, cosmic guard of the multiverse. And it's very, very cool. And they have a very cool dude called the World Forger. He's got this fucking big hammer. Well, the Justice League, man, this has been a very, very in depth. Uh, they've laid the foundation in like Batman metal and Scott Snyder. I really like Scott Snyder's work, but what I really want out of Scott Snyder is a one shot story that doesn't build or take from anything that he's done in the past. Just one fucking story, new material builds on nothing. And I want to read it and I want to see if it's any good or not because he's always taking from something else in building on it. So if you don't know that, 
then you're going to be lost as shit. And, 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 and I am a little familiar and I was still lost. <clears throat> I had to do some research and catch up and I did eventually. And I've really, really enjoyed this run of justice league. It's fantastic. And Batman is in the forefront again. And it looks like Batman is about to change the entire multiverse because of who he becomes in the future. It's, it's all fucked up. I, and I'm not even going to attempt to explain this in a show, but if you're not reading Justice League, it's very, very good. If you're a fan of the cosmic stuff and the multiverse stuff in the DC universe, I think you'll really, really dig it. It's been very, very, very good. Okay, and before I get to my pick of the week, guys, uh, I had some people in the chat, and, and actually a lot of people have been asking me about the new series on Prime called The Boys. I am a huge fan of The Boys, and actually I had to get my first issue out of The Boys it's in plastic right here. It is signed by Garth Ennis, but he did it in black. I don't know why you did that, Garth. It looks like shit. But anyway, he still signed it. But anyway, huge, huge fan of the boys. Well, as I'm reading comics, because I always do that, I actually stumbled upon this, Jim. The Butcher, the Baker, the Candlestick Maker. Now, this is Billy Butcher. He is the leader of the boys. All right, if you are wanting material to read to get ready to understand this new TV show that I feel like is going to be fucking amazing, this is where you should start. Exactly right here. Because this is the origin story of Billy the Butcher. And it is fantastic. I cannot believe I've never read it before. I was like, what the fuck, Butcher, Baker, the candlestick? I don't know if I've read this. My God, it is amazing. It is so good. It's so violent. It's so adult. It's so heart-wrenching. I give this a fucking nine. There are six issues. This is the, the first issue. The trade paperback may look like this. I'm not real sure. I would definitely recommend the trade. Don't go back and try to find these originals because it's Dynamite Publishing. They probably didn't make a whole bunch of them. They're probably, they're probably expensive, to be honest. So, but definitely start here, then go to the boys, number one. But start here, and you're going to have a great foundation going forward because you're going to know Billy's motivations on why he hates superheroes the way he does. So, to make a long story short, Billy Butcher and the boys, they are a covert team that basically keeps superheroes in line. Superheroes are a fucked up group of people in this universe. Like, they rape, they kill, they do drugs, they have orgies. All the shit that superheroes would probably really do in real life if they were around. Okay? If I was, that's probably what I'd be doing. So, Butcher is here when they get out of line. Because if the public was to find out this crazy, depraved shit they do, society would go fucking ape shit. And they would want rid of them. Which would be the end of all of us. So, the Butcher, he is that line, okay? When the soups cross it, the boys come in and fuck their shit up. And how do they do that? Do they have abilities? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you that. You got to fucking read it. It's very, very, very good. But you get into the sick, twisted mind of Billy the Butcher, and it's fucking glorious. It is so good, guys. Check this. If I can recommend anything to you on this show, Please read Garth Ennis' Butcher, the Baker, the Candlestick Maker from the boys. Uh, it's amazing. All right. So, my pick of the week is a total shock. 
for me. Total shock for me. Cannot believe it because I feel like this story has really ran cold. And wow, did they punch you in the face in issue four. The War of the Realms by Jason Aaron. This has been something that Jason Aaron has been leading up to for three years, four years maybe. Okay, Malekith armies, the Dark Elf. His armies have raged war over the Nine Realms. They are in Midgard. This issue, uh, the highlight of this issue is Lady Freya. She is holding the line on the Blackgate Bridge. Now, what happens is Malekith has destroyed the Bifrost. So the warriors of Asgard and uh, all the other realms, they can't get anywhere. They can't teleport. They can't get anywhere in mass to fight Malekith's army. So Malekith is just taking over every realm. So now they're in Midgard. Lady Freya and her strike teams have amassed heroes all to Midgard. She has to hold this gate to make sure everybody gets through. Then she has to destroy it. Okay? And she is a fucking beast. A fucking beast. It's awesome. So then when the heroes of Midgard learn that Freya is basically like, you know, Punisher has a great moment too, man. Punisher has a fantastic moment where they're like, dude, you just left her there? And he's like, she chose her mission. Like, hey, man, dude, soldiers die. She she chose she her mission was to get all of us here. When everybody gets here, she's gonna blow the gate so no no other people can get back through. This is what she wanted. I'm honoring that. Well, some of the heroes aren't cool with it. One of them is fucking Odin. Odin has kind of been taken out from the first issue where he got his ass kicked. Well, Odin is not going to let his wife, which they've had a, God, to say up and down relationship for the last 10 years is, 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 a, is an understatement. But, you know, she's basically left him because he's such an ass with the whole Jane Foster shit. All right. Now Odin's like, no one's going to fucking lay a hand on my woman but me. So Tony in his infinite wisdom, has created something for Odin just in case he did get his second wind. And he did. He did get his second wind. And it was pretty amazing. Tony built him a fucking suit of armor. And he goes, he travels back through the Black Gate uh, portal to help Lady Freya. They have an awesome battle. I'm not going to tell you how it ends for them, but it was heroic. It was awesome. It was so well done. Jason Aaron, I love fucking Jason Aaron's writing. But again, War of the Realms is kind of so many crossovers, so many other stories. You know, dude, I just want one book. I just want to follow one book. War of the Realms, like I get the next issue and I'm like, what in the fuck did that happen? Like, oh, well, you need to read Strike Force Spider-Man. You need to read this. And, oh, Lady Hulk did that. And. I'm like, nah, man, fuck that. You know, I just want a fucking, I want a cohesive story in, in, in one book, maybe two. So this here, you don't really need to know anything but what's happening in this issue. And it's so good, especially if you've been following Thor's, Jason Aaron's Thor run for as long as I have, which is since issue one, uh, The God of Thunder. And, and, and seeing Freya and Odin just 
just drift apart, you know, like husband and wife, they're just drift apart, and where Odin's such an asshole, and Lady Freya's like, I'm fucking done with you, man, like, fuck you, you're dick, and now to see them come back together, and there's a scene, man, I gotta say it, you know, Odin's saying this shit, like, you won't fucking touch my woman, and she's like, you waited a millennia to do this to me, and he's like, do what, and she's like, get me hot, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, Odin and Frey are gonna fuck, that'd be awesome, that'd be a great issue, uh, but yeah, man, so, fucking War Realms number four, fuck it, I give it a, a nine, it was just so good, uh, again, it got me back on board to the War of Realms comic, and I'm very, very excited to see it going uh, to, to end, and I believe the next issue is the last one, so we get to see you know, hopefully, right, the fall of Malekith and the fallout because there's going to be some major fallout from this issue and I expect more fallout to come. Uh, but yeah, guys, so that was my pick of the week, War of the Realms. Um, I hope I had everything for you this week. Uh, it's really good to get back talking about my source material for my show. Uh, I know I've been playing in the podcasting world with some other people and it's a fun, man. I love it. I love having Dennis on. I love working with the uh, the nerds from work, uh, podcast guys as well. But, um, and I'm going to have Brian Rodman just finished his graphic novel. He's going to be coming on the show and we're doing a John Wick review show. We've got the, the final episode of game of Thrones show coming up. So a lot of stuff, guys, if you have not subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. Use your, your Amazon prime free subscription on Twitch. If you use it on me, that'd be fantastic. If not, man, just hit the follow button, hit the notification button. That way you know every time that I go live and uh, I'll have more cool shit like this for you, right? Yeah. So, and I, I want to thank everybody in the chat. Had some new people in the chat today, which I fucking love to see, man. And I apologize. I really didn't get out the other uh, stuff uh, and, uh, to give you guys a lot of notice that the show was going to be at one o'clock today because I didn't know. Weekends are always real iffy for me, and I had a spot, and I'm like, oh, shit, I can get the show ready and get it on. So I really wanted to talk about these comic books. So, uh, and then my fucking the greatest hype man on the interwebs, Debo, is is putting all my social media stuff in the chat. My blog talk, my iTunes, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitch, so my Patreon. Yeah, so please, guys. Check some of those out, if you will. Subscribe, follow. I'll follow you back, I promise. Uh, and if you like great Facebook pages, try to do the great superhero debates on Facebook 1 and 2. He covers everything from pop culture to comic books to sports. I don't know how he does it. It's one of the best pages on Facebook as far as keeping you up to date on basically everything that you fucking like. I know it's everything that I like and love. And if you're watching this show, you'd probably love it too. Um, I need to get to a gin and whiskey tasting. Well, yeah, Jason, you better. Shit. I'm going to be drinking some whiskey tonight myself. Uh, we're going to a graduation party at 3. That's the reason I wanted to get the show in today. But thanks for popping in, Jay. Uh, and again, it was my fault. I didn't really get a lot of uh, uh, notification out to people that I'd be going live today at 1. But uh, I'll try better. I promise. All right, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, there you go. Right there, guys. Follow that page. The Great Superhero Debates too. It's fantastic. Guys, I always like to sign the show off with something a little positive. 
the world is fucking crazy right now. It is like Malekith is invading Midgard at, it's in some days, right? School shootings and, you know, politicians are out of their fucking minds. Look, man, we're only in charge of one person, and that's ourselves. Just control that. And what I mean by that is treat people like you would want to be treated. Fucking give somebody a turn signal. Let somebody through traffic. Open a door for a lady. I mean, dude, it's a little shit. And if everybody does a little bit, the world will be, just be a much better place to live in. All right, guys, that's all I got. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm the Blazing Defender, Travis Jones. See you next week. Peace. Peace.